You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello again, and welcome to After the Show, episode 10. Happy Easter, everybody. Easter Sunday. Do you want to... Number eat? 10. And Easter- I think number 10 is a bigger deal than uh, Easter, really, in my opinion. But happy Easter. And um, the Easter bunny says hi. (laughs) Here, we've got him tied up in the closet. So this is episode 10, and we're looking at the movie Michael Clayton. It's a 2007 movie. I feel like there should be, like, you know, uh, like, poppers and stuff. You know, number 10, that's a big deal. (laughs) Or some movie that's a little more celebratory. Michael Clayton's not exactly... It's uh, quite celebratory if you're you're a lawyer, (laughs) I guess. Not really. (laughs) Maybe not. Okay, continue. Okay, it's a 2007 movie, and its DVD release date is out already. <laughs> that was my interpretation. I think it, I think it of, came out a couple of weeks I ago. I don't know the date, so... It's a Warner Brothers release, and it's available on Blu-ray, DVD, and HD DVD slash DVD combo. I think that's probably one of the last HD DVDs to come out, so we won't have to say that. It's crazy HD DVD DVD combo name any longer. Um, it's Warner Brothers, as I said, and... It's Oscar-nominated and an Oscar winner. So uh, mm. is Sid Talk with the Well, the synopsis. movie didn't win an Oscar, right? Just the chick, Tilda. Yeah, well, a, a supporting actor. Yeah. She won an Oscar. Are you asking me for a synopsis? Yes. All right. Synopsis is a big, giant company is being defended by this big, giant law firm, and one of the lead lawyers kind of loses his crackers, and kind of sees the light. Loses like, his crackers. <laughs> Could we have the... Uh, yes. What does that mean? It's not... Uh, you know what I mean. No, you, I'm you just thinking the, of the listeners. <laughs> listeners know what I mean. He goes a little... He loses his crackers. He goes a little... Uh, you know. Crazy. Strips down in a meeting and sees the light. Sees through all the crap. Like he spent all his life defending this m- massive company from what he believes is actually, they actually are doing wrong. And then the story kind of revolves around, um, I don't know, it's not your typical shine the light on a big bad company thing. Mm. It's more, um, it focuses a lot on Clooney's character, who's... Michael Clayton? Yes. Correct. Not sure if I got that the whole time, no. (laughs) Yes. And, um, it's... And Michael Clayton. It's a hard one to pin down for me. I mean, I know you can read the little synopsis, but when you actually watch it and experience, I don't like people telling me what stuff is. So to me, it's. Uh... Well, let's just um, start with Michael Clayton's not a normal lawyer. He's a special kind of lawyer. It, uh, mm-hmm. What they call in the trade, from as I can gather from the movie, is a fixer. Somebody who if that will... even exists. I'm imagine it does from. I'm sure there are people like that who know a person who know a person who can get you. You know. Get this and sweep things under the rug. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, I guess he. Um, another. Thing. Well, one line in the movie sums it up. All these cops think you're a lawyer, and all these lawyers think you're some kind of cop. Yeah, but you're he, the only one who, do- who of, knows what you are. He kind of skirts the line of both professions, and he also has a brother. His several brothers, apparently. He has a brother a though, couple. who is um, a cop. One brother's a cop, one brother who's a junkie. Um, yeah, a junkie slash alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of cliche things in this movie. Let's not dance around the fact that it is a good movie. We're, we're out of the synopsis now. We're into the story. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. We've moved on. Because I can't synopsisize this movie. 
<laughs> That's like losing your crackers. <laughs> That's like losing your crackers. Synopsisizing. Synop whatever the word is. I just can't do it. I can't put this, this into a nutshell. Correct. Can't boil it all down. It's quite a complicated movie. If you don't pay attention, you will lose the plot pretty quickly, I think. I uh, disagree. I think if you're the... I'm not sure. Were we watching the same movie? No, I'm just thinking about other kind of viewers who yeah, might not pay attention you? very well. For Did me, I, lo- I thought the plot was brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty straight and narrow for me. I'm I not think sure it, I think I if think. you deal with your kids for five minutes and then come back to it, like a lot of people do watching movies, or uh, talk on the phone and then come back, I think you would lose it pretty quick. It's not why that are, Why are we worried about those people? Well, I'm saying, you know that... It's their own damn fault. You know They're that. watching a movie, and they stop, and they don't pause the friggin' movie, and then go do their thing, and then come back and sit back well, you know that. and relax and watch it some more. <laughs> you know that more than half of the populace who watch movies on home video watch it either A, stilted, they watch a little bit here and a little bit there, or B, they pause it, they go to the toilet, they deal with the kids, they watch... That kind of viewer, I think, you do need to. What I'm saying is, you need to watch it straight through, mm. without taking your eyes off it. Okay. Is there a movie that you recommend not watching straight through? Yeah, Enchanted last week. You'd be all right with that one if you paused it and came back a week later. You wouldn't have lost anything. <laughs> or if you didn't pause it and came back. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't pause it and cut the last two seconds, you'd pretty much. That's what I'm getting at. It's more of an involved movie. Don't scare people away from it, though. No, it's not scary. I don't mean scary, like. No, that, that's not what I'm saying either. It's not... Don't make people think, oh, it's so complicated, I can't do my stupid life while it's I'm not, watching it. It's not complicated, it's just... I think it's, it's got very layers, Lots of layers, I think. I guess we just see it differently, because I don't see it that way. I think it's a very straightforward, one it is, trick, but it, it is, but it isn't. Plus it has some great um, twists and stuff, turns, and it's pretty good, I thought. I guess I just we just see this one really differently. I don't see a lot of twists and things. I don't get into. I felt like it was. I didn't really, see twists. Okay, let's get to the movie itself, not just our opinion of it, but like. Um, I didn't see twists in it that um, made me go, "Oh wow, I didn't see that coming." But there there was a lot of different things being thrown at you from different sides. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, things you didn't necessarily expect, but were... But not nothing where I would go, oh my god, I didn't see that coming left field. It was more just, there was a lot of different yeah, sides working together. Yeah, I guess that's, okay, together. to me, when you say twists, it's things I don't expect at all. Not M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong twists. <laughs> you know you're not the only one who calls him that. No. I heard that on another podcast. I, uh, I patented it. Uh, you wish. <laughs> Maybe you should, and then whoever else said it. Correct. I don't know how to describe this movie. Then we just obviously see it very I differently. I just, just describe it as a um, because the whole thing is his thriller. friend is a very you know like the top lawyer in this big massive firm, and you get the idea very quickly. This firm is massive, right? This law firm, yeah, massive law firm, pretty swanky or whatever. And then their lead guy is on this company's side, this big huge company, U North, who. I don't know who to liken it to, but obviously they do some kind of like chemicals and they grow mass grow like a f- agri- food cr- and stuff. Right, agriculture, pharmaceutical yeah, slash something exactly. that's doing something wrong. Fertilizer, whatever. Yeah, that uh, it, through their years they've come across some chemicals that have and killed they, some people. They know about it and they don't. Yeah, and it's care. very much. <laughs> you can just take the pages from the tobacco industry, right? Or the cigarette making people because they have you know similar it's, kind of. It's thing. just what big lawsuits are usually made of, and it that kind of swept under the rug. 
kind right. of... Right, they're trying to sweep something under the rug, yes. They know exactly what they're doing, but they're just not admitting to anything. And so this main guy, like I said before, kind of... All of a sudden, and it's Tom Wilkerson, by the way, he's excellent. Wilkinson, Wilkinson yeah. British? <laughs> excellent, yes, as as is Tilda. You wouldn't guess he was British in this movie. And though. neither would you guess that Tilda is. But no. they do, they pull it off. They're actors, I guess, that's their job. Exactly. But anyway, he loses his... He doesn't lose his crackers, I guess. I shouldn't say that. He sees... Oh, I thought I had that taken care of. He sees through the, uh, through all the crap and realizes, like, in his mind, we're doing something horribly wrong here. I've wasted all my time of my life in depositions and doing paperwork for this company, and they're wrong. Yes. And it's kind of like he has, like, the ah moment, you know, where life changes for him and, uh... Kind of goes downhill from there for him. I don't think it's a... And Clayton, then, of course, you're watching him and wondering, is he going to see the light? Is he going to have one of those moments as well? Because he, being a fixer, he's not on the up and up most of the time. Mm. He'll do anything to sort his client out, right? So he's kind of a asshole, really. Yeah, Because he's got he's, He has to skirt the morals, doesn't he? He's always battling with what he... His morals, yeah, because they're asking him. I mean, he doesn't seem to flinch, though. But he just does it, doesn't he, straight up, when he goes to visit the guy out. Well, he tells that guy that he can't help him, but he can get somebody who can. Yeah. And the guy's kind of like... But you can tell that he'll do anything just to get his job done. Yeah, and that's, I guess, what they call the arc of the character in the movie. Is he going to find that moment? Like, you know, Wilkinson... Tom Wilkinson. Tom Wilkinson. He finds it, you know, right away. That's the point of the beginning of the movie. So it's kind of like, okay, now we're looking for Michael Clayton to have his moment of clarity. Is he going to? Is he not going to? You know, and it's always it's a very it's a pretty used idea in your mind. It's like, is this big company going to come falling down? Is the whole thing going to get swept under the rug? Is Clayton going to disappear? And then the right. life goes on with the big company winning. You know, I mean, you it's all the same Can you think of other law movies that are similar? Like The Firm. The Firm. I mean, there's loads of, not just law movies, but the idea that there's this big entity and there is, and I'm trying to. They think pretty of them, much run yeah, the world, seen. and we're all at their mercy. And like, no matter what we do, we're going to lose, and we're better kept in the dark. I mean, sort of a matrix there, isn't it? We keep our little minds focused on our little lives, and we don't pay attention to all the big stuff happening. That's kind of, and those are like I said, those are all the same things we've had in other movies. And then there's a lot of different sides to Michael Clayton. There's the family, well, kind of a mm-hmm. screwed up family, you know him. With Divorce son. with a kid. Yeah, he's got a kid. And he's, you see all these different sides of him. But he doesn't... He's kind of clinical all the time. Like, I don't even feel when he's with his kid, he's like... Completely. He's removed until that one, which is my favorite scene in the whole movie, in the car, when he tells this kid, you're not going to be one of yeah, those people a good scene. Really who good. thinks that there's shit falling from the sky on him all the time. Like, like you don't have it. Like uncle. his Yeah, his junkie brother. Clayton, of course, has... We, we find through the movie has a gambling problem and a money problem. Um, you know, you... You, that's hinted at, and then uh, the Tom Wilkinson manic depressive takes medicine all the time. So everybody, he's trying to tell his son, "You're not one of these people." A fuck up like us. Yeah, you're yeah. going. You're all right. And that was my favorite scene, I think, in the whole movie because it was pretty straight. Broke him down for a minute, just a little bit, and uh, I thought it was really good. Okay, so we'll 
we didn't really spoil anything there, which I'm no. quite proud of, because it, it would be an easy one to spoil, because we'd only have to say a few things and yeah. spoil it. But, no, we so won't. we won't spoil it. We won't I think have we've the, said another We don't it. have the spoiler song, thank God. No, we don't. But it's a Thank shame. Thank the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny came and plucked the spoiler song out and of put the it basket into an this egg morning. And she threw it away. <laughs> okay, so George Clooney. Oh, the Easter Bunny's a woman. I never knew. Did I say that? You said she threw it away. I think I just said threw it away. No, you said she... Oh... Well, I've never, I've never actually looked at the Easter Bunny's genitals, so I have no idea what kind of, <laughs> whether it's female or male. Let's just say there's both, one of each. Oh, great! Okay, so George Clooney going on to the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? I am going to make that same comment that I make <laughs> made before. He's kind of the same in everything. He is. He's, I like watching him. Okay. I do. And he had moments in this movie that were just like, I, you really saw something there. But then again, he's an actor. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. I don't know if they caught him on a good day or whatever, but he's just the same. There's no stretch here. He's reserved. He's, like you said, clinical's a good word for it. You know, he's captivating. And I guess that's what makes a movie star. When he hasn't really been that amazing in anything, and yet no, there's something intangible about him that makes him watchable. I don't generally like him a lot I do I loved him in Dust Till Dawn that's my favourite Clooney movie but um I think that that's I'm not a good George Clooney fan I wasn't into the Oceans films I he's a little too cool for school sometimes yeah. but in this one a few moments when you got in this one he was good he was pulled back a lot he didn't pull the charming George Clooney thing I, so much only a couple of times and the rest of them he I was think really that's good. why actually because he's not the heartthrobby kind of all the guy who all the women fall for even though he would still be, I guess. But in this, he's not, is he? He's just well, you a, have a woman right here. You could ask me. Would you fall for this guy? Uh, no. In this, what I'm saying I think is, he seems a bit in arrogant. other movies, he's pumped up to be a bit heartthrobby-ish. Mm. In this one, he's not, because it's not about that at all. So he gets more of a chance to... I guess that's a good point, a, too. They're trying to show him as sort of a worn-down... Yeah, definitely You know, he's, near, he's got the grey hair and everything. Which and yet... Know. And that he's alone and all that kind of stuff. And yet, because he's George Clooney, some of that doesn't come through very well. Because you know damn good and well, no matter what, George Clooney, as we think of him, he doesn't come off as the guy who's alone and, and down and desperate. See, you know like what a... I mean? It's what he's supposed to be in the movie, but doesn't come off that way. And I was thinking of a scene in the movie where um, he goes around to Sidney Pollock's character's house. Mm. And he shows a little bit of emotion, because this is what kind of a tough-ass guy is supposed to be. He shows some kind of little emotion, and Sidney Pollock says, <clears throat> where did you become soft or whatever? When yeah. did you become... Delicate. Kind of, when did yeah, you get turned kind delicate? Of, you know, so you kind of get the feeling all the time that there's nothing to this guy, just a shell. He's like a Right, nice and that mimics... That then is the same, or mimics, or parallels, or whatever. When we see the Tilda Swinton, we'll talk about her now. She's really good, too. I thought she was, like... Pulled off both sides of what we're seeing of her character, which comes back to that George Clooney trying to show a little emotion but pulling it back. Where we see her behind the scenes, we see her alone battling with herself, battling with herself. She's stressed and she's got no confidence and she's, you know, really weak. You get the impression, and then you see her as this tough, nail biting attorney, she's basic- and she is ruthless. 
She's without... basically the person who is standing up for the company exactly. and lying for her teeth. Exactly. And, right? and she does it on a daily basis. Turning everything around to where it all comes out. And um, so you see her, literally see her on one side. You see her through a scene where she's you know panicking and afraid and, and, and a little bit obsessive and stuff. And then you see her, the flip side of her out in public, where she's you know tough. But with Clayton, you're seeing goes back it's like a yo-yo thing you know so that's i think that's good it's a good i and well, tilda swinton uh isn't in it a hell of a lot to be honest she no but she has a lot of impact but when she is in it she's really good and the i won't spoil it but the end scene i've really liked mm. you know yeah you know what I'm yeah don't spoil. no uh tom wilkinson we, we talked about him, him. Yeah. british good, british good. and great british and uh I just think a lot of how he is is kind of how he is genius. I, I also think he is one of those actors like Anthony Hopkins, who it's just natural. Like, like he just comes off as himself. But like you know, when he plays different characters, Tom Wilkinson. What was that one we saw him in? Separate Lives, Separate Lies, Separate Lies. The one in where the bedroom. Was... That was a good one too. Yeah, in the bedroom. Was that yeah. him? No, that was the other guy. <laughs> I don't remember. Tom, well, I'm thinking of Separate Lies, the British one where he was having the affair behind the... Oh, yeah, that was really good. With that Sadie. was very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. But what I'm saying is he always comes across as Tom Wilkinson to me, but he's definitely got a really good way of... I guess that's the same as uh, George Clooney. Yeah, John, and Anthony Hopkins is another that springs to mind. It's just Anthony Hopkins, but he puts something in there, doesn't he? It's not like uh, it does. It's not almost like he's not. Doesn't I, don't know if, I don't know if we sound like we know what we're talking about, but we know. To what me, we're it sounds about. like they don't. <laughs> to me, some of these actors, it's like they don't really need to try. It just comes across good anyway. Like, but they probably try and really hard, and I'm just demeaning them. they're listening to this right now thinking what an asshole you are I put my heart and soul into that role you bastard ace scully I will find you and hunt you down (laughs) so this guy um, that would be so funny separate lies it was called that was really good that's a good recommendation right there separate lies and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind as the doctor but, uh, yeah, Tom Wilkinson. We've and Tilda. Tilda was good. And Moving on to Sidney Pollock, who is brilliant. I love Every Anything I see him in, I love him. Really? Yeah, and he's, um, I wouldn't say anonymous famous, because he's famous. He's famous famous. But... He's famous, but... Uh, he's the kind the of famous of, that... Yeah. But he's he, one of those power people, I think. He's good. You put he him misses. in there, because people know who he is. He does a good job, but he also does a similar... Thing every time, you know, but he was good. He- yeah, you mean like when you get somebody like Keith David to be the a police officer or the head of the army in every movie, and he and he does a good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if he does or he does. You know, what I mean? yeah, no, Keith mean. David. Yeah. Right. So if you need a if you need the chief of police or the chief of the army, you can use him, and he's gonna. You know what you're gonna get. I think that's what you're talking about. Was Sydney Paul like you? Yeah, I know what you mean. Or an authority figure, generally. Yeah, you know, he played uh, Dustin Hoffman's agent, because he was an agent, and he then did. he moved into... Yeah, I thought he was good. Dustin Hoffman... Dustin A Hoffman's... lot of the men in this movie put me in mind of these sort of um, men who have money and some 
feeling of authority and power, and they're kind of all dickheads because they play the game of life where they just want to rake in a lot of cash. They have no morals about it. They don't care what... That's just the way it goes, you know? And, like, it actually occurred to me while we were watching him in his house, like you mentioned, these rich people that get portrayed in movies, like this type of really wealthy yeah, lawyer, and then it. they kind of talk about it, how, you know, we've done 30,000 hours for this company, and basically... You're talking about dirty money. It's the same as the mob guy who who makes money off of going to every business and ripping them off for, you know, whatever. And that's kind of the, what you get. But they're, then you, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> that was very interesting and well put. <laughs> it was. It was very succinct. You can tell I didn't uh, rehearse let, let that at all. <laughs> seeing as we're on Sydney Pollock, let me give you a um, little bit of trivia here. Sydney Pollock is the... Michael Clayton's boss. Yes. In Michael Clayton. He also directed The Firm. Oh, right. Beautiful. So there you go. That's that's the reason. Is that a tie-in? Is that what you're saying? You're linking back? Yeah, to... it's kind okay, of like... Okay, cool. Because yeah. I have one of those too. Indeed. Let's talk about uh, Michael O'Keefe, who's always good. Who is he? Which he's one? He's one of those. He, no, wait. he played the asshole when Pollock said, okay, he's an asshole. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. okay. He's good too. He's uh, semi-anonymous famous because you see him a lot. And yeah, stuff. but I don't remember him. But then, yeah. I don't remember him from anything, to be honest. <laughs> do you remember him from Michael Clayton? Yes. We watched it about half an hour ago. Yes, I do. <laughs> no, because... he's good. He's good. He's done a lot of different so... stuff. Look him up. Um, you got your thing there. Michael O'Keefe. And I'm going to move on to the kid, Austin Williams, who was really good. Yeah. He was totally into this book and a game, kind of a role-playing kind of like game thing. Today. And he, when he was explaining the game to his dad and every little detail, and you know, and and the people in the woods, and then they 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 have to live out there because they're escaping from the king, and um and they all have the same dream, and the, the, the and there are the mages and the thing and then this, and he's went on and on. I'm like, um, every the, kid does that. A tie-in to that is this kid's called Austin, and we have a nephew called Austin who would say that exact exactly. Same thing. <laughs> Exactly, it reminds me, exactly, because when you're listening to this kid, and I'm thinking, you know, he's a character in a movie, but that's how kids are, and I always want to say, like, okay, if you know all that, tell me all the presidents, Yeah, exactly. tell me the history of, you know, like... And they go, I don't care about that, I just want to tell you every character in Star Wars. (laughs) So if you'd make a Star Wars game, but then you stuck in there lots of details about real history, I wonder if they'd, uh... Learn it, but that's what I got from that. Well, they'll, kid. Probably, it's really good. they'll probably know who's the leader of the Senate in Naboo, exactly, but not know who the. Last I thought this kid was really good. He wasn't sappy. He wasn't, you know, no, doughy eyed. You know how they do. He was really good, and he was really enthusiastic, and uh, I like that. And natural, I think, very is the natural. Um, okay, good. now my tie-in is. As you you just brought us back over to whatever you with said. With Michael O'Keefe. Right. You were discussing a movie that you were watching recently, which you... Oh, you know. mean the the Great Bachelor Party 2, The right. Last Temptation. Right, and how horrible it was. And then we went back to talking about Bachelor Party, right? So we start watching this movie <laughs> as he shows me the DVD of Bachelor Party 2. Oh, Excellent. there's the guy, Harland Williams. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, he's yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so the tie-in is we're talking about Bachelor Party two. Then we talk about Bachelor Party, and yes, we'll I'll fess up. We both said it's like a classic from our young years, even though it's horrible. Yeah, it's one of those movies. You just remember? <laughs> I watched it five hundred times on HBO. Right. So we're talking about that, and the guy who falls through the car with his ass hanging out. He's like the bad guy who right. wants to stop it. Then we turn on Michael Clayton. And one of the dudes we won't mention his role in the movie, but he's that guy. Yeah. 
the blondie guy with the headset. I know what and, you mean. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no way. And I watched like halfway through. And and there's I'm a thinking, guy with a headset that's in that definitely, one too. <laughs> well, it's not him though. No, but I looked what at his IMDb is credit. I thought maybe he was in there, but that's my tie-in. Okay, is, is this it? guy who was in Clark Clayton was in Bachelor Party? And this is your tip and for this name. week. Is Robert Prescott, and I actually thought he did a really good job in this movie. Yeah, he was like a sneaky kind of guy. I won't tell tell you what his role was, but he did a fine job, and I was impressed. And your extra bonus tip for this week is uh, Bachelor Party Two: The Last Temptation. Just don't watch it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting because it was kind of a waste of um, a waste of the, your life. Yeah, you I'll... asked me once we were having one of our movie games, and you said. Name some movies that you know you wish you hadn't actually watched. That you need, yeah. You need to erase from your mind. This so is one. that one of them? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, movies that need to be erased from my memory is <laughs> Bachelor Party 2, The Last Temptation. A movie called Frostbite with Tracy Lords. <laughs> and it's not a porno, it's actually a movie. that. Well, it's not a movie. Didn't you say it's made by the same guy or something? No, it's just in, in that, that same vein. Right. It's one of those stupid movies. Um Battlefield Earth. That needs a raising from my memory. Um, say it isn't so. Say it isn't so, yes. I like to think... You know the one where the twins are joined together at the arm? I like to yeah. think that needs a raising from my memory. Because every well, you, time I think... It's almost gone. Don't think about it. Yeah, you, you can't... Stuck on you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was almost gone and you brought it right back into your yeah. mind. Um, there's I've not. Got, a, I've got there's some not. Others. Un, there's not a lot. There's not millions of them for me because I can see good in some things. And we actually reviewed a movie some time ago that I think I would, and I can't remember what it was. I don't want to recall it, but I remember that being on my list. To be what? Well, really I don't want to think about it. One that got a two out of ten or something. Yes. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, anyway, um, on topic. That was just your bonus tip for this week. Yeah. Last temptation. If you love Bachelor Party in some sick, demented way like we did, don't we watch were this young, one. Yeah, don't ruin it. Yeah. Just go rent it or drag it out of your DVD. This collection. one is basically it's masquerading as the original, with nobody who you care about at all in it, and there's some titties, not <laughs> not many, about there's some okay. o- occasional. Is that the best part? Yes, the titties, as you like. Yeah, to but say. they're really low-class, cheap women as well, with bad, <laughs> oh with bad silicon implants. Again, those women are probably listening to this podcast. And they're, all, they're strippers. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with strippers, but you can tell that they're strippers. <laughs> you might get a lot of friends today. Yeah, Alan Williams and your strippers. <laughs> George Clooney doesn't really act; he just gets up there and does his thing. I was actually saying that as a good thing. So Clooney, you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's move on to the director after oh talking about that guy. Yeah. Uh, Tony Gilroy. Now, after watching this movie, I would be thinking, wow, this guy has probably made a load of really cool movies that I've never seen. But has he? No. He's written some, including the Bourne movies, which I really like. I really like those. I do. Uh, Proof of Life. Which I kind of liked. Yeah, it was all right. Um, Armageddon, he did the ad- adaptation of the screenplay, which, that was a movie that was, looks like it got touched by lots of I like how you've spelt Armageddon it on, doesn't the, matter. on the cheat sheet. No one else would have known that. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> no one else would have seen that. Oh, goodness. And The Devil's Advocate, which I don't remember. Is that the uh, That's the one Al Pacino with Al Pacino, one? yes. That was all right. And I mean, uh, was, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And Extreme Measures, which I think was Michael, you know, Batman, ex-Batman. Keaton. 
Yes, and Dolores Claiborne. That was a good one. The Cutting Edge. Dolores Claiborne. The Cutting Edge just sounds riveting. I think that is a ice skating movie. The King of the Ice meets the Queen of the Ring, or something like that. (laughs) It's probably next to The Last Temptation Bachelor Party 2 on the show. Oh, we can't say that, because I haven't seen it, but it just sounded... I looked up the notes for it. But so, the point is... This is his first directing movie. And he's directing directing one now... Duplicity. It's called Duplicity. And it's not Multiplicity with Michael Keaton. As you know. <laughs> it's the remake. It's not the remake. <laughs> no, we'll look it up and it'll be like the remake or yeah. the sequel. No, I don't think it is. But he so did basically, a really good job. This was... Uh, it's been around Hollywood a long time. There's a lot of stuff in there about things he's done, but this is his first big, according to IMDb. Now, that's our only source of information. Um, for me, it was good. Tight on point like yeah. it kept going in fact it didn't have for a movie that's basically dialogue not really any action it did it didn't feel long or drawn out no 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 at, not all. at all in fact it felt short to me i was like wow is that it because a lot of it had those moments of intensity yeah where there was just someone looking for something or finding something or waiting those moments are good because they actually they're contextual they actually mean something and i like that so I liked him. He's uh, restrained for someone who's making basically their first big Hollywood. Movie. It doesn't feel yeah like it doesn't feel like a first. Yeah, he's movie. not doing all kinds of tricks and visuals and stuff. And no, and it's quite a, actually the way it looks. It's quite a grim looking film. Isn't mm-hmm. it? Very shadowy, dark kind of trying to portray the world. I guess. Yeah. It is on one side the lawyer thing is all sharp and um, flash. Flashy and modern, everybody's cool. And then the other seedy side of it, where Michael Clayton kind of inhabits, isn't as much. Hmm. I I get a lot of the scenes with Michael Clayton. Are you making that up? Well, I just think that's the tone. I think the the dark shadow, a lot of dark shadowy scenes in this movie. Yes. On purpose, I think, to make it feel. Because he is in the shadows. Grim and enclosed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or are we reading something into it that's not No, there? I think if you spoke to him, he'd probably say that was what he was trying to get. Well, I know he's listening. So, Mr. Gilroy, if you're listening to this right now, uh, just uh, send us an email. Correct. What were your intentions A-scully with the darkness? <laughs> no, I just think you can you can judge tone by, after seeing as many movies as I have, or you have, you can judge DP and uh, the tone they're trying to get. I think that if you and I went head-to-head on this, I would have seen more movies than you. That I'm just throwing that out there. But what I'm trying to get at is, <laughs> you can tell what a DP is trying to do, right? Yeah. And that one was intentionally lit like that, I think. Because there was a lot of bright scenes where they were in the law firm. But then again, a lot of the law firm scenes, t- if you look out the window, it was nighttime. It was or, almost um, like they operated... Or foggy and gray. Yeah, I think that's up. the idea. Yeah, you know. And the only person who had any glimmer of... The two people, I guess I should say, who had any sort of life to them, really, were the son and uh, Wilkinson. Because... Uh, yeah. Wilkinson he, had kind of a youthful kind of yeah, because it, thing it, about Yeah, him. and uh, all of a sudden got really excited about life and stuff again, and that was cool. And the kid was totally into his game and, you know, so... Or movie book, whatever it was. But anyway... Overall, uh, well, not overall for the movie yet, because we'll discuss the extras, which are very few. Um, this is, we, looked, <laughs> very we looked at the Blu-ray disc uh, edition of the movie. It's available in all the formats, like we said. But there's only two extras. One's the full-length feature commentary. With... Gilroy? Yep. The writer-director, Tony Gilroy. And the editor, Tony Gilroy. Oh, and the editor, John Gilroy. So, uh, his brother, I guess. Or son, or father, or cousin. Or nothing. Could be coincidence. Yeah, good. But anyway, 
there's a full length commentary and there's additional scenes which amounts to I think it was two three, or two three, or three yeah. two yeah it's nothing really um, then no I do I did like seeing and we listened to the commentary on the one scene where Michael Clayton has had like a tryst thing with another lawyer and it's her and him she and him or him and her talking yeah. And, you know, like he describes, you know, this is going to show a couple, another weakness to Michael Clayton and stuff. And I can't, I'm really glad they left it out because I I felt the whole time, even though it was George Clooney and it was hard for me to get in the realm of him being alone and sort of down and desperate in his life kind of thing. That scene, I like that feeling that he might be alone and he's uh, sort of just... Uh, living his life to do these fixing jobs and there's nothing else to him. So I'm glad they took out the woman thing that I don't want to think of him having a chick on the side or anything. So, And that's it for the extras. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the deleted scenes were kind of interesting, but like not enough. I don't no, know. no, it's nothing. Um, and it's a Warner Brothers DVD, so there's no trailers or menu, which right. is... You put in it my, in, the movie starts. In my opinion, that's the greatest thing ever. It is lovely. And the menu itself is just standard. I mean, it's just a... Gray kind of pop up thing at the bottom. It's cool. Well, you really, you don't really see the menu. It, you put it in, and the movie comes out. There's nothing at the beginning, um, which Disney need to uh, take a lesson <laughs> on. Yes. Um, what do you think? We don't normally do the cover um, in the podcast, but this week, I thought, what do you think of this cover? Um, I could do without that. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't say it, but yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking I could do without that. Yeah. I am not. I have dropped off in my enthusiasm for covers altogether. And if you read my reviews, you will find a little section. And I'm getting really sick of it because they're all boring. I can tell you, and useless. And I'm sick of them. I want something. Uh. I'm really bad at photoshopping stuff. <laughs> but I could actually make a better cover than that myself. Oh, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is a picture of George Clooney on the telephone. And the words Michael Clayton in just some big font. Doesn't really inspire anything, does it? And, well, I'll be honest, that. that part is yeah, disturbing. And um, I yeah. like the simplicity of it, but yet I'm just still, I'm over it. I want co- I'm, I'm waiting for a cover that I can really... Oh, I I've like got art. one for you next week. I like art and I've stuff, got one for you and I want week. them to be a little more creative. And I always feel this, and I say this a lot, that it's like they've given the cover... Or even the movie poster assignment, and this is another one, all the movie poster creators and designers out there who are listening, I, I'm not apologizing, I'm they saying They probably this. only get four minutes They're like minutes interns, to they're like the lowest level of the people in the design company, and they go, here, George Clooney's in it, put something together. And I just, I mean, I know that's probably not the situation, and other people don't care about the cover, you know, like I do, but I would like... And, you know, it's not like you sit and look at it all the time, but still. I mean, it's a package, you know? You're purchasing a thing. I would rather have like all thing. DVDs to come in a plain white box with the name of the movie put on the front. And that's it. That would be fine with me. Well, I don't want a storyline. I don't want a snippet. I don't want a description on the back with all the bullshit. And the thing about the Blu-ray and the this and the capped laughs and whatever they say. I just want... Whatever the word. Cap laughs. laughs or whatever. You know how they describe movies, you know? It's like oh, canned okay. laughter, but whatever they say. None of it. Nothing. Just a white box or a black box. Would this be cheaper? Well, you know my position on that. <laughs> I think DVDs should be cheaper no matter what. I don't really want a white box. It'd be boring. I like the, I like the art, but that one in particular isn't that great. But next week's will be great. 
Great. Okay, uh, <laughs> so the conclusion on the movie Michael Clayton from me is a watch it, but you don't necessarily need to own it. That's I my, agree. That's my... Um, I agree. It's a good one, but I don't think I'd be interested in watching it again. No, but it, it was solid all the way through. But yeah, I think that's how I feel. But it, I definitely watch it, because if you don't see that... I can't yeah, give it yeah. away. If you don't okay. see that sequence, you're missing out on some great acting. I think it's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The sequence that I... And I'm above... I mean, we, we sound a little neutral. We're not neutral. We actually really like the movie itself. Yeah, really like it. It's just not a... Um... The, the DVD doesn't have enough stuff on it, first off, to... It needs... It's not got a bundle yeah, of extras. Yeah, don't spend... I feel that there might be a Michael Clayton special two-disc edition coming up later on. I'm not sure it doesn't have that vibe to me, but... Hmm. Well, anyway, this one isn't the one to uh, spend your $30 on, or whatever. No. Go buy some other stuff. Buy Go get a... Bachelor Party. That well, you could buy three copies of that, probably, because it's in the uh, bin for, uh, like, $10. Or less. <laughs> yeah. If it's even I'll for sell sale. You. I'll sell you. Um... <laughs> no, Bachelor Party, not Bachelor Party 2. Oh, Bachelor Party. Yeah, don't buy that. Oh, okay. I'm saying, if you want to go back and get some, you know, yeah. Bachelor Party, the original, get some old flicks and spend your money on that So, instead. conclusion from me, rent rent it, but you, I think, must see it. You yeah. must see it. If you like films, you'll like this movie. But I wouldn't recommend the the purchase purchasing um so that's michael clayton um we got a new contest this week ooh, ooh. contest nice <laughs> is that your song there's your new song for you uh ooh, ooh. contest the clicking teeth ooh. part actually <laughs> i don't really like that part what this yeah not into that okay so in the name of the king it's uh, uh you ball the famous where did we say he was from he was from about five places he's not from those places he's European European You're the famous European video game Euro movie direction, director he um, basically makes video game movies now interestingly enough <clears throat> I love he doesn't vi- just make video game movies that's not fair just let me uh, <clears throat> they just stand out because- interestingly enough I love video games but I have never watched a U-Ball movie none of them none of them Blood Rain I thought you saw on TV or something. No, I saw the trailer. Hmm. I've never seen it. So, I can't say whether they're good or bad, but from... Yeah, don't take what other people say. People Mm. are full of crap. From what I gather, they're not the best. Um, But this is in the name of the king, which stars somebody I really like, Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. He is Mr. Action Star... New generation action star for me. Just from Transporter, right? No. War with Jet Li. I didn't see that one. The Transporter. The Transporter 2. Crank. Yeah, it's, it's Transporter. He has a little genre a of name. movies yeah. of, his, of his own. Crank is yeah, yeah. Transporter, just different. You know what I'm saying. It's similar type of style. Yeah. But yeah, he has his own little niche, which, which he's cut out from being in the Guy Ritchie films early on, which he was brilliant. True. In, to his own little action star. So you're recommending... In the name of the king. I haven't seen In the Name of the King. I like Jason Statham, Jason Statham, but if you want to see it... You could win it. You can win one of two copies. Now, the question is... Name two of the other U-Ball video game movies. Yep. And so that's name two of the other movies that he's made that are to do with video games. And you need to... Send an email to ascully, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y, at ascully.com, and in the subject line... Contest. Podcast. In the name of the king. 
Oh, that's kind of long. How about you, Ball? How about King? <laughs> Whatever. King will do it. King, okay. Contest. Podcast, contest, King. In any, any Those three words in any combination, just as long as you've got them three words in there. So that will run for three weeks, and after the end of three weeks, we'll knock the sure? prizes up. Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Okay, moving on to what I've been... This is a new section, really. What I have been playing... It play- is a new section. What I... What? It is a new section, yes. What I have been playing this week, video game-wise. Um, what have you been playing first? Same thing I was playing last week. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Layton Professor and the Layton Curious Village. And the Crooked Village. Not crooked, curious. <laughs> I like to make up my own stuff, thank you. Okay, so um, what... what? I've had to cheat now a couple times. Look Great. up the puzzles on the internet. You know that that thing on the internet so that you're saying that you're not clever enough to solve these puzzles i didn't say that <laughs> why did you cheat? but thanks i just gave i just give up i get sick of so is, so is the game i like bad. things to move no the game is fantastic but there are certain puzzles that i get started and it could be down to my mood or the time of day and or the circumstance and if i'm sitting there and i try three or four times and i'm just like screw this and then I get the hints, and that usually does it for me. But that didn't do it for me this time, and I had to look it up. I had to have you look it up. So you still recommend it? Yes, yeah, totally. And it's for the Nintendo DS. Anything that gives you that kind of stimulation and reactions. Can we, can we also mention the extras on this game? Yeah. That you've started? I don't find it that exciting, but it's all right. A new puzzle every week, downloadable content, go out to your main menu, say bonuses, click on your game, and it will... Each week you'll get a new puzzle. Yeah. And the, I, as we know, there's... 200 new puzzles, so you'll be doing this for 200 weeks. And the game has 120, so... So, yeah, it's pretty good value. Twenty nine ninety nine. Um, I've been playing some Xbox 360 games, trying to get my achievement points up. Achievements. Ooh, ooh, achievements. Um, ooh, ooh. I've played two terrible games. One is Turok. It's a remake of... Why is it terrible? Well, it's not a remake. Uh, just because it's crap. Mm. It's a first-person shooter... That requires you... Well, put it this way, right? There's a lot of guns in this game that you can shoot. It's You're in dinos- prehistoric times. There's a lot of guns you can shoot. But... Okay, let's just stop right there. You're in prehistoric times. Well, you're not in prehistoric times. It's <laughs> and alien. And you've got guns. You're, you crash land on a planet that still has prehistoric creatures. I get it. Okay. You're a space marine. See, I was confused there for a minute about my history. Maybe I just learned it all okay, wrong. Okay, so just let me give you this tip if you're going to play it. There's a bunch of guns that you can shoot at dinosaurs. Forget the guns, just choose the knife and run up to the dinosaur and press the left trigger. It works every time. It's like the win button. So you don't need the guns, just use the knife. And in fact, I got through like two-thirds of the levels just using the knife. I never even touched the guns. Nice. That's why the game's crap. Uh, (laughs) And the game is linear. you played it in order to get achievements. And I didn't get any. Either. So I played about four or five hours and didn't get any. You played that long? Yes. You didn't divulge that information. Okay, and the other really bad game I played this week is Viking Battle for Asgard. This is a Sega game, and it's, I'd say it's an RPG, light, not a real RPG, hack and slash. You're running around a map. It's open worldy. you can go wherever you want, and you kill stuff. And it tells you to go somewhere and kill some stuff, and you kill some stuff. Kind of like World of Warcraft. I'm not being funny, right? But that sounds like a lot of the games you play. Well, this one is 
there's no tactics. You go somewhere, you kill the stuff. It tells you to go somewhere else, you kill the stuff. And you're a Viking in its medieval times and you've got a little like army. GTA. No. <laughs> in fact, no. it can't be compared to that in any shape or form. It's terrible. And I want all the haters out there. I do appreciate the games. I'm just giving him a hard time. It's terrible. Uh, I know the difference between a good game and a bad game. Trust me. This is generic. The voice acting's terrible. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I got 150 achievement points and then put it down. It was boring. Blacksite Area 51. This is a game that came out last year. I was thinking it was going to be terrible, but it's actually pretty good. I've enjoyed it so Interesting. far. It's a, another shooter... Black Sight Area 51. You start off in Iraq. Turns out the Iraqis have been doing more than terrorism or whatever they're supposed to be accused of. And they're actually they're hiding aliens and stuff. And you end up fighting aliens. It's actually pretty good, though. It's kind of interesting. It is generic. Why don't they ever make Canada the bad guy? You know, I'm a little sick of the European and the yeah. German and the Middle East and Russia. All those. Why, Why don't they make Americans the bad guys? Well, they have a couple times. Not, not, not very often in games. Um, that one, I There's would. There's a reason for that. I'd recommend that one if it was twenty dollars. Anything more, I wouldn't. I think Polynesian bad guy. That'd be good. And the last game is Sega Superstars Tennis, which Australian. I've really enjoyed. Um, it's a. You always love that tennis stuff, though. It's, it's kind of vir- funny. It's basically by the team who did Virtua Tennis for Sega. But instead of using the realistic design, they took all of Sega's characters and put them in there. So it's kind of like Mario Tennis, what Nintendo do, but Sega's version. So that's the hook. So you can be Sonic, you can be... I like Space Girl 9. Ooh-la-la. La. You can be the Jet Set Radio people. I don't know their names. <laughs> Wheels, I believe one of them's called. You can be House of the Dead. Don't you think that's just a big gimmick? If you're really into Sega stuff from the old days, which I really am, it's fun because like... Yeah, when, but they're just playing tennis. When they're you not- finish a stage, you unlock things like soundtracks and stuff, which when you... when you Like one of the stages is Outrun, which is an old racing game from Sega from the arcades years and years and years ago. You unlock a stage where you're playing tennis and Outrun's going on. You're in the... And you unlock the music from Outrun and stuff, so it is cool. Cause it's a yeah, lot but of it's mem- just very, um, like, self-promoting that, isn't it? It's it's fan service. Yeah, that's a good word. And it's it. cool, because, like, when you unlock Magical Sound Shower number two, you're like, whoa. So they should just give it away, because it's just a big commercial for the rest of all their other games. No, you're, you're, you're down on this game, because it's good. It is actually I'm not down game. on the game at all. I'm just saying, if it's going to be all about them, then it shouldn't be a game that you have to pay 50 bucks for. What's the most cool thing about this game, really, I think, is because it uses the Virtua Tennis engine, which is really good. It's not really just a basic... Like, Mario Tennis is a pretty basic tennis game. This is actually a pretty good tennis game. Is that what we played? Excuse me. Excuse me. We played Virtua Tennis, didn't we, at one point? Against each other? Possibly. But yeah, Virtua Tennis. The game with the big balls that roll down and you have to get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. And all the mini games. Very realistic. There's a lot of mini games (laughs) in this. Like, they had mini games in Virtua Tennis. No, they're just the mini games in Virtua Tennis to train your character. I'm just teasing. But in this game, those mini games are intact, but all different. So if you're. One of Sega's old video games is Virtua Cop, which was a shooting game with a light gun. So instead of 
instead of it being virtual cop shooting with a light gun, you're hitting them with tennis balls. You know, right. so they've they've added and Sonic, you're collecting rings running around the court while you're trying to serve balls back. So they kept all the feel it's of the game. It's just a fun on. game. Yeah, totally fun. I um, really enjoyed it, and I'm still not done with it. I played it most of the week. It's very colorful. Yeah, like because over, I can overdose. see it from down the hall. I was like, "What are you? Wow, what are you playing? It looks like crazy color." So that's it for games, and uh, you've not played anything else, right? No. But you're still excited for The Sims Three. Y- yeah. Which isn't well, coming out until we. What did we discover this year? Two thousand nine. Two thousand and nine. Now, yeah. So they made. An I don't official. know that I'm excited. I can't get excited like you. I'm not a lifelong gamer person. I wait until I see it. And if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. I don't go for the hype. I don't want them shoving stuff down my throat and all the That's rumors no and stuff. You think it's no fun, but I think it's not fun to just... They're just stringing you all along all the time. When Which it comes cool. out, it's out, and that's it. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to like it just because of all the crap. Well, all I can it. say, my favorite game series ever is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And in four weeks' time, that's four weeks... I'll lose my husband again. I'll be playing the new... <laughs> I'll be playing the latest. Multiple times, I'm sure. Yep. And uh, Every I, platform? I can hardly wait. It's... Oh. <laughs> oh, my word. That was very enthusiastic. So, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the PlayStation 3 is going to be supporting the new Blu-ray Live, which... Do you remember HD DVD? Well, you do. It's only been gone two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so like, back when I was a kid, we had HD DVD. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you remember, let, let me think, Transformers the, on HD DVD. It had a feature. Vaguely. You remember it. Yeah. It had a feature where it went online and got stuff. Yeah. Like in trailers and different menus and it changed stuff up with the on. Well, Blu-ray doesn't support this feature, but thanks to uh, Sony, it will now. Uh, the PlayStation 3's firmware update is going to I don't find that very feature. beneficial. All it is is more advertising for them and movies and companies, so it doesn't thrill me. That's I kind of like it. Just the way it is. If it can add something new, it's cool. And last week we new, saw that... what you're talking about is more trailers, more commercials, more stupid music videos, or whatever it is that's only there well, put it a this commercial way. on Enchanted, your DVD. Enchanted last week had that cool quiz in there. Yeah. It means that they could add different questions to that. Or, they could... Yeah, well, I, th- I assume they will. But you know what? That it's just going to turn into more ways of tricking you into watching more advertising, and I'm sick of more it. features. Then, is then bad. the DVD should be cheaper. If they're going to download crap to my player, then the DVD should be three dollars. <laughs> to me, more features that's is my, better. That's my economic plan for. DVDs. And what HD DVD had over Blu-ray was a little. It had this live feature, which Blu-ray didn't support. Now Blu-ray does support it. It's pretty much the same thing. So that's coming in a firmware update to the PS3 in a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, if you're on a Blu-ray player, standalone, you will never get these features. Why? Until you buy a new one. Because it's going to be Blu-ray 2.0, Blu-ray Live. They're bringing out new players that will play this format. Well, that sucks. Yes, it does. See, I'm telling you, all of this stuff is only to sell people more stuff. So buying a PS3 was a good move for for Blu-ray. It's not fair. Well, this is what I'm saying is if you need a Blu-ray player, buy a PS3 because they're completely upgradable all the time. How much does that cost? You can get one at, right now for $299. What if you don't what, what if you don't play games? The the cheap PS3, the 299 one. 
you can play Blu-rays on it if you want. And just is that cheaper Blu-ray. than a regular Blu-ray player? Way cheaper. Right. 500 for a Blu-ray player. So, I recommend the PS3. Because it's upgradable, it's got a hard drive already. You He's not a fanboy or anything, he likes them all. Yeah, I have both. I don't have the Wii, but I don't really have any call for having the Wii. I don't it's really. move around too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to sit down and just chill. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the uh, all that kind of stuff talked about for this week. Um, Ascully.com, A-S-C-U-L-L-Y.com. That is the place, well, that's the home of this podcast, pretty Correct. much. Um, movie reviews every week, podcasts. And there are a lot of older movie reviews in there as well. Pretty yep. old over the last seven, eight years. There's lots of them peppered in there. A lot. Um, and there's a lot of other things, old reviews of older hardware and stuff that I don't know how up to date it is, but, you know. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, there is. But movie news on a daily basis as well. Um, DVD news. Yeah, exactly. That's... Which is movie news. And um, my site, because you, you're going to ask, I know you are, Scott just... Oh, if uh, you're talking about DVD news, I uh, yeah, I don't do movie news as in like Brad Pitt was no, seen wearing no. his underpants walking oh across God. the road yesterday. I don't, I don't report. You wouldn't that. be married to me if you <laughs> reported that kind of news because I, be, I would cut you loose so quickly. But Not I will, that but I, I will report know on, if Brad Pitt was running across the street in his underpants, but I'm just saying. I don't know why that image came to mind. <laughs> I have no idea. Perhaps he did do that. It's kind of ex- it's exciting in a weird way that you would think about. I would rather see Angelina running across with her underpants. Why like. did you have to go there? Well. She's typical. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so SidTalk.com. Is C-I-D-T-A-L-K.com. How would you describe it? It's a website, a personal website, I guess, um, based... No, I would say you have a lot of content about art. You've got interviews with artists. You've got artwork of your own and other people's that, that you can see. Um, my mother and my grandmother. It's kind of like a personal blog. Where... Ugh, don't say the word blog. It's not a blog. Clog. But thank you. For... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, I love you that, and everything, but don't... I'm so sick of people calling it a blog. It well, is not. That kind of thing where you uh, post entries every now and then about what's going on or some thoughts on your mind or whatever. Yes. So if you're interested My in... My site existed before people started web logging. Okay? You're such a rebel. I am not a rebel. I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of tags and labels and shit that people stick on everything that doesn't always apply and they just do it because they're call lazy. It, I'll call it a clog. <laughs> clog is good. <laughs> Clog is kind of good because that's kind of what happens. I clog up and then I have to release it, and that's where it ends up there on the website. So if that, if that in any way, it sounds so yeah, interesting. <laughs> so uh, if you want to, and I sell my own art and prints. Uh, you can go to my site and look at it, or go to a site called Etsy.com. E-T-S-Y. That's a bit too much hype in your own uh, stuff. I'm just saying, if you like art and stuff, I do it, and I'll do custom things, drawings, and whatnot. Yeah, Etsy- you want me to Etsy.com, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, user Sid Talk. Yeah. Okay. Etsy E-T-S-Y, and yeah. I don't know what it means. It probably means the same as clock. But there's a, there's it's all over my site too. So if you want, I'm not saying go buy it. I'm saying if you want to look at my artwork and lots of other artwork, that's a good and place to go. Quickly before we go, if I, you want to order something from me and you mention this podcast, maybe I'll cut you a deal. Nice. You sound like a snake oil. Salesman. I do. <laughs> so um, quickly before we go, iTunes, 
you can subscribe to us, Cast. it's called. You can do it on Zoom Marketplace, and we have an RSS feed on the main page that you can subscribe using any reader. Um, email any feedback to Aschooly at Aschooly.com. And next week, dun, 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 dun. we are going to be reviewing There Will Be Blood. Oh, my. Yes. It's a very special week for me. I've still not seen this. Paul Thomas Anderson, my favorite director ever. Still not seen his new movie, but I did receive it this week on DVD. So we're going to be watching it. And, and I'm sure all of his other movies will be mentioned. So there'll be little mini reviews tucked in there. And even if the movie's bad, I'll probably say it's good. He'll love it. Oh, you won't lie. You'll just think it's good, even though I'll know it if it isn't. And you just won't see it. You'll but, be blinded But by considering them. his past genius... Oh, my word. I am... And we know he's listening, so there you go. Yep. He thinks you're a genius, Mr. Anderson. So there we go. There will be blood next week. And signing off, I just want to say stay classy, Michael Clayton. And you know what I'm going to say. From New York. Think for yourself, because if you don't, somebody else will do it for you.